Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. It's your post-Thanksgiving football recapping show, Perna. Now, I hope everyone was visited by Turkey Claws and that you were all good boys and he didn't claw out your eyes for being naughty. Turkey Claws comes on Turkey Day. If you're good, you can eat his body, but lose your eyes if you've been naughty. It happened to my cousin Scooty, and I've always hated the fear Turkey Claws brings to my family, but I respect the order it keeps in the world. Today, I will answer the big question. Is Josh Allen turning into a very good quarterback? And touch on all of that Thursday Thanksgiving football. That's good, Spartans. <clears throat> this is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. Bears get the win, 24-20 over them Lions. The story here, besides Mitch Trubisky having his second coming out party, was that the Lions had to start David Blau. Pronounced David Blow by me and anyone who cares about the integrity of football. Here's what I can say. If you give David Blow a job, he's going to get it done. But like any good blow job, sometimes he blows too early and is finished before the job is done. The time is not Blau. The Lions were eliminated from playoff contention. This is the sixth time that they've been ousted by week 13, which ties the Raiders and Browns for most since 2002 when the NFL divisions were realigned with the Texans joining the league, which seems like a mean stat to track for historically shitty organizations. A man who played his entire career for a historically terrible organization, Joe Thomas did some Thanksgiving cooking with the flamethrower. Just like Joe's career, this is a badass elite performance from an individual that means nothing. Darius Slay, the Joe Thomas of the Lions. Someone please buy him a flamethrower for Christmas. Much like the Lions season, there were technical difficulties during the halftime show in this game. really figured that a team coached by a former rocket scientist and Matt Patricia would have solutions for technical difficulties. Technically, Mitch Trubisky is no longer considered a good quarterback, as made official by the refs who didn't give him the courtesy of a roughing call here. I actually think this is a good no call. Tavon Wilson looks like he's doing everything he can to avoid hitting Trubisky. Would this have been flagged in any other game? Yes, but it doesn't make it the right call. Beating Detroit is no magnificent feat, Chicago, but enjoy the win for the extended 10 days and relish in the fact that the best catch of the game was made by your rookie tight end, Jesper Horstead, a Princeton tight end whose second reception this season was a touchdown, which is really fucking bizarre as his Princeton teammate, Brown's rookie tight end, Steven Carlson, also two receptions this season, one of which a big touchdown in a win against the Steelers. Go Ivy Leagues! Actually, fuck the Ivy Leagues because I got into zero of them. The Bills beat the Cowboys 26-15. And just remember, I brought Bills guy back to you before anyone else. Dallas is going down, Gary! Only Buffalo is gonna win it! Dallas is going down! How many games do the Bills have to win before people stop saying shit like, the Cowboys suffered an 
embarrassing loss to the Bills. Why is it embarrassing to lose to a team that's 9-3? If the Patriots can't control who they play, neither can the fucking Bills, okay? Reportedly, though, the Cowboys players and owners were all yelling or crying in their locker room after the loss. The screams from the Cowboys locker room were just pleas from Jason Garrett yelling, What the hell do I have to do to get fired, Jerry? What do I have to do? Per source, uh, Jason Garrett really misses having a normal Thanksgiving where the oldest man in the house named Jerry has no power. The Cowboys are a really talented team, and it is perplexing that they keep losing, missing wide-open throws and clutch time. Jerry Jones is not going to fire Jason Garrett during this football season, which is the right move. Again, unless you have the successor on the roster who you can get some head coaching experience immediately with the firing, doing that to head coaches during the season is always stupid, with Josh McDaniels, a true cancer to the organization, being the one exception. My question for Jerry and them boys is, have you tried tanning your taints? We know you've had your hides tanned, but apparently tanning your taint will fix what ails you. I do miss living in a world where all you had to do to impress a a woman was hold the door open for her and have a lot of money. A simple world where she was expected to have her asshole bleached and waxed. Now I gotta lay spread eagle so my taint is a few shades darker than Cole Beasley. Speaking of which, I did enjoy watching Cole Beasley dice up the Cowboys defense like an appropriate Thanksgiving vegetable analogy. I wanna say revenge is a dish best served Cole, but I heard somebody else say it. They beat me to the punch. Beasley was Buffalo's leading receiver with six catches, 110 yards and a touchdown, and he was appropriately rewarded by his teammates after the game. No higher honor in sports than to be hoisted into the air by strong men so they can cop a feel and make sure you've been tanning your taint. Okay, let's talk about Josh Allen. Since Mr. Josh Allen stopped throwing horrible interceptions, the Bills keep winning and are a serious playoff contender. Josh Allen is progressing and played great on a huge stage turkey day. The Bills right now are basically the 2018 Bears with a less flashy defense. Josh Allen has tremendous talent, but he's played a little over a half season of good football. I want him to be great. I want the Bills to be an AFC East juggernaut, but we still have no clue if Josh Allen is going to be a lasting success at the QB position. That's not a knock on Josh. The same is true for Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. I have watched Allen closely in back-to-back weeks. He beat my Broncos on a day where he did not pass very well, but nobody this season has passed well against the Broncos' defense except for maybe Matt Moore. Figure that shit out. But Allen beat the Broncos with his legs in addition to a buck 85, two touchdowns, and one bad interception. Not that he ran for a fuck ton of yards, but he made key plays with his legs. Against Dallas, Allen had the best game of his career. Just a hair under 80% completion rate, 231 passing yards, one passing touchdown, and 43 rushing yards to go with his one rushing TD. If that Josh Allen shows up every Sunday, then watch out. The Bills are going to ruin your dreams like that crap sound your iPhone beeps in the morning. Allen has eliminated his greatest weakness. 
interceptions. Since his three-pick performance against the Patriots, he's thrown 13 tugs to just two picks. However, he's never had a 300-yard passing game, and he's thrown for three touchdowns just twice in his career so far. And what we're seeing Allen do now is running when he has to versus when his first read isn't open, and he's completing a lot more of the necessary NFL throws QBs need to make. The third down throws, where he is currently second in the NFL for third down conversions. He's what you call developing. The question is, will his development hit a brick fucking wall like we've seen with Mitch Trubisky, or does he fulfill his athletic potential and become a true franchise quarterback in a city that desperately deserves that? I mentioned Trubisky because Allen is on pace to have a nearly identical statistical season as Mitch did last year with the Bears and that great defense. If Dallas will be crucified for losing to any team with a winning record, you have to point out Buffalo still has played the easiest schedule in the NFL this season. Trubisky and Allen are eerily similar, from style of play to having accuracy issues as their biggest question mark. Allen has a lot more natural talent, but just to make shit weird, Mitch also balled out on Thanksgiving with a three touchdown, 338 yard passing performance and a big win for the Bears. Josh Allen has all of the tools, but another Allen had all of the tools as well and proved time and tool time again, he didn't know how to use them. Bills fans are praying right now, Josh Allen drops the L-E-N and just becomes Josh Al. Josh Al Borland, a Bills man if I've ever seen one. The guy who actually knows how to use all of those tools and not become a tool. I will give Josh Allen the title of Josh Al Borland if he leads a victory against the Patriots or Ravens who the Bills play over the course of the next three games. Um, there's not many quarterbacks like him, and uh, I'll follow him anywhere. And I'm not much of a fighter, but I'll follow him into a bar fight any day. So is Josh Allen good? He might be. Again, he needs to beat the Patriots or the Ravens. And then I would jump on that Josh train. The Saints defeat the Falcons 26-18. New Orleans wins their third division title for the third straight year and eliminates the Falcons from the postseason. It seems fitting that Taysom Hill, a Mormon, balled his brains out on Thursday night Thanksgiving football. Taysom Hill in the first half got his hand on a punt, recepted a touchdown, and rushed for a touchdown. It is fitting because we all know the Mormons discovered America and invented the day Thursday, which without would make Thanksgiving impossible. A man that can legally have many wives, can find many ways to score on the field, is not surprising at all. If you can manage multiple marriages, you can manage special teams and a fucking route tree. The only thing more rare than Taysom Hill's stat line is seeing the Falcons masterfully recover a meaningless onside kick on Thanksgiving. Drew Brees is eight touchdowns away from surpassing Peyton Manning for the most touchdowns in NFL history. If he can somehow do that before Tom Brady, I will be extremely pleased and thankful. Uh, Drew Brees to Taysom Hill for the touchdown record, I would be okay with that. Shy Tuttle made one of the most impressive all-around big man interceptions of the season. Had he followed this massive stiff arm to Matt Ryan with a touchdown, this would be a play NFL Films would show at the 200-year NFL mark celebration when Roger Goodell's grandson is fighting to save the league from a robot union. Drew Brees and Matt Ryan are both quarterbacks 
I really don't want to see abused like this on the field, but this play was as good as my Thanksgiving dessert. My takeaway from this game is that the Falcons are cursed. Their defense actually played pretty well outside of stopping Taysom Hill. 184 passing yards for Drew Brees, less than 100 on the ground for the Saints, and forcing New Orleans to settle for a lot of field goals is impressive. The curse is that Atlanta can only have a good game from one side of the ball. The Falcons' offense played poorly when it mattered. I think they are really missing Austin Hooper in the passing game right now. For NOLA, their biggest liability is corner Eli Apple. And if they want to make a run in the postseason, they are going to have to play just a little bit better all-around football. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Please, I hope I answered all of your Josh Allen questions here by saying we don't know. Uh, you know, that's just the truth, though. Pretending like you know everything about Josh Allen, even though he's still a work in progress, is arrogant. But we can all hope that he leads Buffalo to the promised land. That we can hope for. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.